This episode of Nintendo Expansion Pass is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our family of podcasts, head over to patreon.com slash bossrushmedia or search for us on the Patreon app on your smart device. Thanks for helping us build something better. Everybody, welcome to Nintendo Expression Pass here on Boss Rush Gang. I'm your host in the Latin Excited Eddie. Turn to me is the one, the only Boss Rush himself, Mr. Curry Derrick. Hello, good sir. Hello. I am here and ready to record. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I have seen and talked to you. Uh, we had a, a fun whole, a whole f- four days. <laughs> That is true, um, man. That breakfast episode, that breakfast discussion, dude. <laughs> I was watching uh, Power Block, and I'm just like, oh man, I want breakfast so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, breakfast is a is a good thing. Uh, uh, always, which is weird because sometimes I have it for dinner, then actual like breakfast. Oh yeah, well, breakfast for dinner is the best. That is true. Well, Corey, uh, we kind of got a next-gen discussion. Uh, I was in the car thinking, should I call it, like, next-gen, though? <laughs> or something like no. that. <laughs> uh, instantly, instantly fired. Uh, why? I thought it was, it was a play on Nintendo. I'm like, next-gen, though. Hmm. No. <laughs> oh, rats. You can get out. You can see yourself out. No! Where do I go? No. I don't know, but not here. But I was host. We're we, it's we are time in, to leave. We are in the building, though. Power Block is canceled. No, all, all <laughs> subsidiaries and extra bonus crap canceled. No, what if you did do that? Just cancel Power Block out of the blue? Like what? Wait, what? What? The, what's happening? What's going on? <laughs> don't think it hasn't crossed my mind, Ed. <sighs> no, you canceled. can't. It's no, all canceled. You can't. No. And then you'll text me, me like, what time we recording? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Did you see the new Patreon box art, Ed? Yes. Is that it? Is that all you're going to give me? No, I love it. Okay. It's, 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 oh, it's such, it's so beautiful. Ah. Oh. Corey is uh I- I'm sorry. Corey is just amazing when it comes to design. Everybody, mm, I don't think so. I'm. It's pretty simple, but it's fine. Um, speaking of 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 good art though, and I know this isn't going to go out for a while, but shout out to Seeker Friends Unite for uh launching their Patreon today. Yes, proud of them. They should have done it like five years ago. In my opinion, but you know, don't want to rush a good thing. Yes, they got so much great content on their uh, channel. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what else they are planning on doing. Me so, too. Yeah, but I'm also sad though because the Diggity podcast is going know, on high ass. Shout like, out to Diggity, uh, Jeff I Brody. I hope your hiatus is worth it. 
Yes, Jeff Brody, we love you guys. We're gonna miss you. Um, pop on they'll still be on. They'll still be on OBO and WAST and beyond, though, right? I mean, sometimes. Yeah, well, they can make it. Yeah, but uh, I'm I should miss... text. I should text Brody. We used to text a lot. No, I haven't talked to him in a while. It's it's <sighs> fine. I'll get to, I'll get to him. There's a lot of people I should send a message to, and I just haven't because life, you know. Yeah. Well, Corey. Uh, Speaking we... of life, Ed. <laughs> yes. Nintendo will eventually come out with a new console. <laughs> so before before we get into this discussion, I just want to remind everybody that in the month of February, starting in February, I was going to wait till March, but I think if we push it, that we just won't have the urgency to do the rest of it. But starting in February, so patrons, this is the first episode of February. We're launching our new kind of predictable schedule for um, expansion pass, uh, yes. which is next gen Nintendo will be the first Sunday of every month. Ranking Nintendo will be the second uh, Sunday of every month. The third week of every month is Nintendo's financial reports. The last Sunday of the month will be ranking Nintendo. And then if there's, if there's a month with five Sundays in it, which I don't think February has. Nope. February mm. does not have. And March does not have. I think it's not. It's April. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a random topic in there for you, but that's, that's how it's going to go. Also at any time we can have a random topic episode or a deep dive topic for you. If yes, we feel like we need to. Yes. Uh, so. Well, everybody, uh, we're going to this episode, I say, I was going to say we're going to start it off. But um, this episode, it was announced that, you know, Nintendo is up in their production line for the Nintendo Switch. And it was uh, noted earlier in the week that Nintendo had the Nintendo Switch was the best console of 2022. Um, it wasn't the most profitable, profitable though, because PlayStation outbeat it in profits due to the fact that PlayStation costs more than the Nintendo Switch. So, um, you know, the, that $200 difference and probably with the up, uh, up of the price of the PlayStation 5 in other countries, that kind of plays a part. And, you know, Xbox Series X and S uh, rank third in selling and uh, profit. If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dirig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. So, I was asking Corey... Oh, go ahead, Corey. So, I just want to say that it is worth noting that even though the Switch was number one this month, or last year, that their sales were down 25% year over year. So, yes. I mean, it's still selling. It's still selling a lot, 
but it's still like uh I don't know. It's 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 hit its peak, it's on its way, its trajectory is down is on its way down, which makes me wonder why they chose this year of all years to like I don't essentially double up on their production. Um I wonder I wonder why they decided to do that. Well, I know they're, because of the chip shortage, they kind of lowered it down with the production. But I think things are catching up um, for them to be making more systems and everything. Um, so probably, I, I have a feeling that I think we're going to be getting some uh, announced games for the fall. Um, yeah. Well, did you see that tease about Mario? Did you see the email tease that was going around that people made people think we were getting Mario Odyssey DLC? Uh, no. Yeah, a lot of people were picking out. There was a specific line in an email that a lot of people were thinking Nintendo was hinting at Mario Odyssey DLC, which is like that's that's weird. It's been f- five and a half years why would we get dlc why don't we just get a new game at this point right um let me find it because it was really interesting right because i think nintendo i I feel like the games that they shelved and restarted is kind of in a place where they're going to be getting the marketing ready to go because we don't know at the breath of not breath throughout tears of the kingdom we don't know what's really coming out that right now only thing that we could think of is pikmin 4 at this time yes we have events wars one or two but we got to wait for that announcement for a release date and then we have uh metroid prime 4 which we need to actually see the game before they come with a release date with that. You know, we I think we they're trying to get more people hands uh having the OLED system and you know to more households. So people who still have the old switch could upgrade to this latest version. Not newest, but latest version of the switch. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder So, okay, so back to this Mario Odyssey email thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read this story from Go Nintendo because it has me really interested. Uh, Mario Odyssey came to the Switch back in 2017, and many have been surprised that Nintendo didn't follow up with a successful launch with major DLC expansion. While anything is possible with DLC, as we're seeing with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe now, Nintendo hasn't made a peep about new content for the game in years. That said, a new email from Nintendo is causing Nintendo fans to speculate. Nintendo has sent out a Super Mario Odyssey-themed email to Switch owners and is trumpeting uh, the game's features, mechanics, and locations. Along with that is one blurb that has really caught the attention of those who received the email. The blurb reads as follows, quote, But there are even more out there to be discovered. Perhaps it's worth hopping aboard the Odyssey one more, once more and taking a trip all over again. Um, then it says... Nintendo continue continue to advertise their games over the years. They launch as nothing new. Nintendo's been promoting games like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Animal Crossing New Horizons for a very long time now. Uh, the same has happened with Super Mario Odyssey, but to somewhat less extent. The question is why Nintendo, why is Nintendo doing this now, and why include the message above? Again, some fans think Nintendo is hinting at things to come for Super Mario Odyssey, but that's just speculation at this point. Um, but this got picked up by a lot of places. This email, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if it means DLC is coming or if we'll finally get a sequel to Mario Odyssey or something. But, you know, I thought I like at this point, I thought we were not going to get a mainline Mario game until the next console at this point. Maybe another 2D game or a 3D world style game or even like the Bowser's Fury style thing, but not like a mainline. But I don't know. I mean, yes, we have Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, but I think we're going to get an Odyssey too. Um, I think. No, oh, I think we'll get an Odyssey too for sure. But I just thought it, it wouldn't be on this console. I think it's because they're expecting the life of the Switch to continue to go on. Um, mm-hmm. They want to expand it more and everything because in reality, Odyssey is the only from the ground up design game for Switch that it is It wasn't though. It was designed for Wii U and they held it. I know. But That's I think why you it's... have the, the throwing mechanics because they wanted you to use the Wii remote. Wii remote. <laughs> but I Gross. think but I think like when we think of when we think of Odyssey, you know, it being with the Switch with the year that that system was released. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a port, I should say, in a sense. Um and then, you know, we got, of course, we got Paper Mario, and then we got the party games and stuff like there, and then all the ports and stuff. But I think they want to get one more Mario game on here. Outside from Mario Maker, when it, I mean Mario Maker 2. I think they want to get one more out there because, you know, with the five years that it's been since that game release, I think they be creating new levels, creating new game mechanics. Like, yes, we we have Odyssey, but how do we further that? You know, when it, I, I think Nintendo's in the age where we we built the foundation, how do we further that foundation and grow upon it? I think that's why we still have. I mean, that's why we have like Tears of the Kingdom. You know, um, that's why we have Mario Maker Two. And games like that, like how do we, t- or even Splatoon three? How do we take what we created, made this thing as a foundation, and build upon it? So I think with Galaxy two, um, I think they're going to be doing some more new levels, more creative ways. Um, and now that this game is, if it does happen, being straight developed for Switch and everything, we're probably going to see more what Nintendo can do uh for it mm-hmm. you know uh because yeah. because i think for when they do get to their next gen how many um, how many developers in house are going to have games ready for the system like what in would house? be yeah oh they're probably already working on games for the next generation i'm sure I'm sure I'm sure there are plenty of games in development for whatever the next console is. I'm still of the opinion that it's coming out sometime in 2025, uh, probably spring ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have two full years left with the switch, which I think, you know, at that point, it'll be eight years old. Right. That's it's a long time for especially a Nintendo console. Um, yes. I know some people were reporting maybe 2024, but with them doubling up production this year, that tells me that they want this thing to last as long as possible. Um, 
I would even consider moving my thought into 2026. Um, and I mean, even when the when Furukawa took over as president, he says he wants the system to last 10 years, right? Yes. And 2027 would put it at 10 years. Well, I mean, you know, some consoles kind of leapfrog each other, right? Where uh, the Switch can last one and a half to two years when the next console is out, right? Mm-hmm. It's you are. I mean, we're still seeing that with Xbox and PlayStation right now, right? Games are still coming out for PlayStation Four and Xbox One that you just kind of look at and you're like, you roll your eyes and you're like, why are you doing that? You know, there's 30 million PlayStations out there and 20 million Xboxes out there. Why are you still? You know, I just. I, I think we're going to see something like that happen with the switch, especially if there's backwards compatibility involved, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and that'll be an easy way to onboard people onto the next console or let people wait if they're not ready, especially if these consoles aren't readily available at launch, you know, cause like that's always been a huge problem for Nintendo consoles. Um, except for the Wii U, uh, like these consoles are just hard to find. Remember, like I, I pre-ordered my switch. I still, I st- stood in line for like two hours to pre-order my switch. <laughs> yeah. And uh, after that, like you couldn't find them, you, you know, you, I mean the first six months of the switch was out when we were talking about breath of the wild and a bunch of other games, like you were, you were still playing breath of the wild on the Wii U, you know? Yeah. Like, I was, I think I was giving you the updates at, when I was at Toys R Us, just like on how many we got in, you know, and everything like I had to put my switch on railway to make sure that I was able to get it. Yeah. And, stuff. and like, and like the way these consoles fly off shelves now, and depending on what Nintendo's next console really is like, mm-hmm. I'm scared to death to like pre-order this thing when it, when it starts to come out. Right. Like, uh, remember like how, uh, when that series X was coming out and like, I was trying to get one for, you know, we were all trying to get one for each other and Je- I ended up getting Jesse's right. And, Yes, like it was crazy trying to refresh all that. I had like I had my wife and my mom and, you know, me all go refreshing all these pages. And like I ended up getting one luckily on Amazon for Jesse. It was it was nuts, man. It was crazy. Yeah, I I just I'm like, I have to wait for it because I'm I'm like, I know I'm not going to find one. There wasn't anything all series X to for me to get, but when I when I think you messaged me that it was available on Best Buy, uh, because I think Wario sixty four like posted it or something, and I would hurry up and went and got it. This was kind of this was a year after the system came out and stuff. Um, for for this next Nintendo system, their next gen one. If the I think my thing is if the chips are there, um, because they're they're probably going to begin doing them once again custom made. And stuff. If the chips are there, they don't go through online, but they get them in stores, and it feels like there's an overabundance of it that enough people people could go out and get it. Then we should be fine for their system. Um, it really depends, though, like if they can produce a lot and what is going to be inside of it, um, because they. I think they Nintendo knows that backwards compatibility and um uh um uh, goodness, what is it? Um cannot think of it. Um 
regional lock. Uh, oh, yeah. That that they don't region lock it and stuff. Uh, that they keep that free. That's going to be important to a lot of gamers. And plus, with all the games that people are buying, all the games that uh, people are playing on Nintendo Online, all of that stuff needs to carry over to their next system. And it needs to be easy enough to do it mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. And stuff. So reason why I like bringing this up is because if they're upping their production, you know, to get it, does this push back their next gen system? Um, I mean, I think it does a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I just, I wonder how many games they have in development right now. Right. Like I just, I'm just, I'm kind of shocked that they are increasing production. I don't know. Well, I, well, I think it's because hmm, it really. I think right now, it depends on what the what their third party partners are doing. Um, yeah, that's that's the part that surprises me the most. Is like their third party partnerships aren't. They haven't been. I mean, take indies out of the equation for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like their third party support hasn't been stellar the last year or so right like i mean you know we haven't been getting the big ubisoft games or ea games or activision or you know i mean we've been we've been getting some sega games and you know i think the new crash game is coming to switch at some point but like the only major third-party game announced for switch right now is hogwarts legacy and it's coming out what five months after the xbox uh series x version yeah so i mean i don't i don't know i i don't know what they're gonna try to do to remedy this stuff or even if they care i mean nintendo's never really cared you know right i think it's i think because of right now their biggest partner has been square enix with all the games that they're playing Mm -hmm. i guess it's yeah but even 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 that though like Mm -hmm. we're getting remasters and you know pixel games and i mean don't get me wrong bravely default triangle strategy octopath traveler live alive those are all beautiful great looking games but like we're not getting the final fantasy 16s or the forespokens or you know what i mean like i i would even question if dragon quest 12 would make it to switch now granted i think it will because nintendo has such a legacy with dragon quest specifically for some yes. reason um and i think though they will try to make it work but like i've thought about that i'm like man if this is going to be more <coughs> and this is going to be dark and like kind of more on the realistic side of things like are they going to try to make it work on switch i don't know well i think th- i think the thing about it is I think they will try to definitely get it get it to work out on Switch, uh, depending on what graphics they're that they're using and, and everything. I think the problem is I don't think it's Nintendo. I don't really think it's Switch. I it think is. It's, it's just the te- it's the technical I, part I mean, of the console. I mean, even even we'll see, and this is the reason why I don't think it's the technical part because the Cal- the the Callisto Protocol that came out on Series X and PlayStation Five only sold two million. 
So. You know, and that's 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 a that was a big name from a company that made Dead Space. And don't forget that game; it looks beautiful on Umbra Five, no doubt. Yeah, but, but that game had technical issues running on the new consoles anyway. Well, yeah, but I think launched. that. But I think that's the thing about it. It's just like, even if you got, uh, I think I studied. I, I said this. Even if you got the most powerful console, you're always going to have technical issues. And I, 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 I get that, but I'm not saying Nintendo needs like the the greatest looking games of all time, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. I've been. I just. It they need a more powerful system to keep up. That if but, they want if they want this third party support, mm-hmm. right? And they can be downgraded versions of these games, but like this console was like the technology in this console was old when it came out, and they yeah. were already downgrading from Xbox One and PS4 to get stuff on here. Mm-hmm. Now now you're not only you know technologically, you know technically three console generations away if you're comparing the technology and the switch to what xbox and playstation have put out in the past right because yeah. it's, it's basically a beefed up 360 or like a base model xbox one at the most powerful right yes which i would say it's not that powerful but like you're three technological generations behind and you're still expecting to get these games on this console i don't think so well i think it's I think it's up to if the I think that's why Nintendo is with the Switch, um, and not just not looking for not to the on their next gen. I think currently with the Switch, it's new IPs, and I think that's the reason why they're kind of been, you know, selling and kind of been talk of the town, uh, because of the new IPs. It's not because of the graphic abilities of. Uh, of a series that that is well known and it's the fifth or eighth game or whatever and, and stuff or you know because like you, ch- you mentioned for spoken and like it feels like people want that game to fail i'm like why would you want a game that's a new ip for square enix that has everything that you guys love in uncharted or um Tomb Raider or just these action games, you know, it has the glitz and glamours running on the luminous engine. It's doing everything that meets a lot of gamers' expectations of next-gen console. Why do you want something like this to fail on a next-gen console or a current-gen console for PlayStation or in even PC? You know, uh, like, you shouldn't, you as a gamer shouldn't expect that or want that. You know, if you if you feel like Nintendo Switch is not delivering the things that you uh that you are looking for in next gen or current gen gaming on the bigger beefier systems, you shouldn't want a game to fail. Because if Nintendo comes out with their next gen and it's not up to, it's not, you know, it doesn't look like a PlayStation 5 or a Xbox Series X. Let's just say it's up to the level of Xbox One X. But they pull off a very... Uh, their games are running smoothly. They're looking good. Anime looks great in their 2K style or whatever artwork that they design. If Nintendo gives these third parties everything to do right that people want it and stuff, then what? Do you want those games also to fill on their next gen console for for Switch? I mean, yeah, I think I think I think whatever Nintendo's next console should definitely be doing what 
uh, PlayStation and and Xbox are doing. Mm-hmm. I think they definitely should be saying, hey, uh, you know, you can play your game on this Switch, but, you know, the backward, if, if, if you have this new console, it runs better, it runs smoother, higher frame rate, um, that kind of thing. Like, I totally think they should do that. And look, I don't really care about third party stuff on Switch as long as I mean, the our, our biggest problem when we were talking about Nintendo with the Wii U is that their consoles always had a lack of output and you had to have both consoles to get the full Nintendo experience. Right. Which, yes, for us wasn't a problem. I'm not a big 3DS guy. I'm not a big handheld gaming guy. Right. Like I still play my switch on the TV most of the time when I can, unless like my kids are watching TV and I'm sitting there, right? Like it's just a nice little thing to have. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I still prefer to play games on the TV and, um, you know, the, the thing about the switch is like, they finally solved the output problem. They since launch, you know, arguably except for the pandemic year, which I would still say they still had something like every, eight to 10 weeks to dive into. Right. But yes, they've pretty consistently put out a new game, whether it was theirs or second party or position, some third party game. They've had a new game come out every six weeks. Mm-hmm. And this year, this year is no different, right? Like we have fire emblem came out as of this recording came out today. Uh, Next month, we have the Kirby uh, remake and Octopath Traveler 2, which is technically published by Nintendo. Uh, Should we just have Persona Persona 3 and 4? Hold on. I'm I'm talking about Nintendo games. Uh, In March, we have Bayonetta. In April, I still think we're getting either something that they're going to announce at the next Direct or Mm. uh, Advance Wars. May is Zelda and June, I think, is probably Pikmin. Like, that's one that's one first party game a month. Technically, that's seven first seven Nintendo published games in six months. Yes. Right. And Mario Kart DLC. And people like and then you people people say Sony had a great year last year because they published three games. Right. Right. And then when Nintendo has like, oh, you know what? Last year they published what 10 or nine games i think nintendo published last year like that was a that was a downer year for nintendo and it's like no it wasn't you know i don't i don't know what i feel like if a mario game or a zelda game doesn't come out it's a downer year for nintendo for most people and i'm like but you had you had xenoblade chronicles 3 which has sold incredibly well you had splatoon you had Bayonetta 3. You had two Pokemon games. You had Mario plus Rabbids. What was the December game that came out? Uh, um, Was it Brain Age? No, I forget. Something came out in December for Switch. You ha- And then on the third party side, you had Persona 5. You had Nier, Auto- Nier Automata. You had uh, Sonic Frontiers. Like, what? That was in six months. And this, and I think that's why when people said that I had to correct them on Twitter, I'm sorry, everybody. I had to correct them on Twitter side tension because the thing about it is, is that 
it's not because it's a down year of Nit- on Nintendo's part or the third party. There Crisis was, it Core was, was the the game that came out in December. Okay, it was the games weren't f- meant for you. So yeah. we place we place that. Just say that the Nintendo the games that came on Switch were not games for me. But you have to say. I feel like personally, Nintendo had a fantastic year because they had a li- a rocking list of games that dropped throughout the year. Yeah, you know, it, you give it, you give God of War and um, Horizon Forbidden West because they're Sony games, and you feel like those two top games or were the games, whatever you know, were were meant for you and stuff. Uh, even with Elden Ring, even though that's not a, uh, a Sony-produced game. But that's just two games on that one system. You know, uh, fantastic games. Great games. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll give them that. But they didn't rock the way that Nintendo rocked with the games. You People wanted games for a console. And the Nintendo, just on the Nintendo side, they delivered. But because yeah. they weren't for you, you feel like they weren't. It was it wasn't a it was a downer year. So just say that the games that were released on Nintendo weren't for me, but they came yeah, out. I mean, knock me. I mean, look, there were there were four four AAA games for PlayStation last year, right? That Sony published. You had Gran Turismo, you mm-hmm. had Horizon Forbidden West, God of War, and The Last of Us Part One. Right. I'm not going to sit here and say Sony had a bad year because I don't like three of those games, you know, like I'm just not like or that I'm not interested in three of those games or one of two of those games. I'm not interested in one. I find kind of boring, right? Like I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, wow, Sony had a pretty great year. You know, yeah, they got one game out per quarter. And I think that's, you know, I would say the only company that had a down year last year was Microsoft. What did they put out? Pentiment? I'm sure. I mean, perfect. And it's less false. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, you know, and I know Microsoft's going through a lot of issues right now, especially like the 343 news and the Bethesda news and stuff, like all the layoffs. But like, I don't, I, I don't like it. And and look, I'm not. I people who've listened to Power Block and Expansion Pass for a long time know that I'm not afraid to put Nintendo in their place when I think it's appropriate, right? Like, mm-hmm. I. J- and you know that, Ed. I'm not afraid yeah. to say that Nintendo crapped this one out or did something, right? But, like, I look at 2022, ga- Nintendo games for 2022, and I'm like, they had a pretty great year, you know? I, I think Nintendo had a great year last year. Well, and, uh, and that's, Aside from, but... like, the Pokemon and, like, the whatever, but, you know. That game still sold twenty million units, so right, and that's like I said, that's more on the Pokemon company than Nintendo, but that's the whole thing. Because I I feel like ever since Switch came out in twenty seventeen, they have been knocking it out with their first party. They have been delivering games that, whether it's changing, it's changing the gaming industry and know how people play games, or it is making milestones in sales. And whether it's for you or not, you cannot say that if you put all the Nintendo games, just first party, together, each, even with the eShot, even with the digital games, you cannot say that is not a strong library. Mm-hmm. 
because yeah um, because it's Nintendo has had a consistent strong library since the Switch release. Yes, Breath of the Wild started off, and yes, that's the port with the Wii U version. But I'm like, and yes, even Mario Kart Seven. But then Animal Crossing, the way that it's sold. Arms, the way that it's sold. Splatoon 2, the way that it's sold. Xenoblade 2 and Xenoblade 3. You know, Tetris 99 that people are still playing and, and, and all of that. Like, Smash Ultimate. Like, just just look like if you think that Smash Ultimate is just, well, that's for the Smash community. Go and watch people's reactions that are not Smash players and see them get hyped for the characters that they release and everything. You know, Metroid Dread, a game that no one expected to drop on Switch or what was even mm-hmm. being made, came out. What was what was people doing? Picking up an OLED if they could. Picking up Metroid Dread. Getting the Amiibo. Oh, smart positioning <clears throat> Dread with the OLED, though, and making her suit match the OLED colors, though. That yes. That's a really <sighs> smart idea, right? Because, like, her suit is white, so if you got the all-white, like, that's cool. But also... Mm-hmm. Her helmet was neon red, and her some of the assets on her suit were blue, which was also really cool. By the way, I want some neon Joy Cons. I've decided. What color? Well, like the red and the blue one. Like I want one of each. Like a light, like a light yeah. red, and like ooh, that would look nice. Like, like I mean, like the ones that come on the system. I never, I because my launch system, I got the gray one, uh-huh. and then the OLED, I got the white one. Which yep, I, I decided I don't really like the white as much as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I don't like the white dock at all. Like I'm just afraid it's going to get dirty. <laughs> I like I, the not white. that my house is dirty or anything, but like mm-hmm. you know, I if you don't kid. like, uh, I like my white dock and everything. I probably because my white Dracons I I have not even played with. I think I probably did a little bit, but I I haven't played it at all. Or anything, um. Hmm. I could do go for some neon. I do would like. I would like a red and blue, Drake uh, yeah. for it and everything. Yeah. Um, um. But yeah, sorry for the size. Oh, uh, but twenty twenty two games. Yeah. So here's the list of games that came out from Nintendo in twenty twenty two. Okay, you ready for this, Ed? Yes. Well, these are first and second party games. So okay. we had. Pokemon Legends Arceus, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, Splatoon 3, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Nintendo Switch Sports, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Bayonetta 3, Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes, Mario Strikers Battle League. So, like, <laughs> you know, All right. it, it, it's just, oh, man, it's so crazy. And it, and Kirby's, it, it, Kirby's Dream Buffet. Oh, yeah, that is right. Gross. Uh, uh, and it hit different genres. That's the yeah. thing I think people don't get. Nintendo bought you different genre of games. Yeah. RP, let's see. Pokemon Legends, RPG. Uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, Platformer. Splatoon 3, Shooter. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids, uh, Strategy RPG. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, JRPG. Nintendo Switch Sports. It's called a party game, so I, whatever. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, RPG, Bayonetta 3, Stylized Action, Fire Emblem Warriors, Stylized Action, Mario Strikers Battle League, Sports Game, 
uh, Kirby eat cake buffet, <laughs> whatever, you know, like there's a lot, there's a lot here, you know, triangle strategy, right? I mean, not, not a Nintendo game, but still like, <coughs> you know, uh, 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 Shadow JRPG. Uh, yeah. Plus, like, I don't know. You got some pretty major indie hits too, and third party hits. I I would argue Nintendo had a pretty decent third party roundup, even though it wasn't like, you know, uh, uh major third party stuff, right? Like, right. Triangle Strategy, Sonic Frontiers, Sonic Origins also came out last year. Uh, Ninja Turtles. Uh, Just Dance, Two Point Campus, Harvestella, the Atari 50 collection. We still have uh, Marvel Midnight Suns on the docket, which by all accounts is actually pretty good. Uh, Tunic came out. MLB The Show came out, which was a pretty decent port, right? Like, so, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it varies, I guess. But like, I don't know, man. I, just, I, I think Nintendo's ready. Nintendo's ready for a new console. I I think they should go the iPad route and just make another Switch. And it's just more powerful. That's my opinion. I, I, with the brains of their R&D, I think they're probably leaning into that. But they're yep. probably thinking. But they're probably thinking, what is going to be something that's affordable? Yes, we could give these. Well, that other- would be affordable. It's the same technology. Here's the thing. I think Nintendo's. I think Nintendo's leadership is actually becoming more conservative, mm-hmm. right? Than than previous uh, leadership, right? Because like, uh, Awada was so into, I don't want to say gimmicks, but like new ways to play the games, right? Like the DS, yeah, the Wii, the Wii U. Um, those were all really new, interesting ways to play games, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Switch, right? You know, Switch was still his idea, even though he passed away before it came out. Um, the, the console that came with two controllers on it already could be... You know, it was basically the opposite of the Wii U. I still think, I mean, we've had this conversation before, but I still think like the Wii U was the right concept. They just got it backwards. And the Switch is the is the concept that got it right. Right. So, right. Um, you know, I think I think with a more conservative conservative leadership. I think they're going to look at what works and stick with what works and make sure people can use the same accessories, the same uh get backwards compatibility you know i still think like the way that they're pushing digital sales the way that your nintendo account works the way that expansion pass works on mm-hmm. or expansion pack works on on your nintendo switch online account the way that um you know the the retro game stuff works like the subscription models work you have to have this console be backwards compatible with your Nintendo account. You have to. I I think the way they're pushing all that stuff, if if they do if they pull a 3DS and a Wii U situation, digital situation with the Switch, Nintendo's done. Like the, people are going to be so mad. 
Yeah. You know how many people have gone all digital on their consoles? A lot. Including, including me. Like, I still collect Switch physical copies, but the only reason why I do that is because I'm so afraid of the Wii U and 3DS situation, which is why I've been scrambling to find 3DS games that I don't have. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, like Samus Returns or Mario 3D Land, which, granted, they're not expensive, but, like, they will be, you know? Right. And I think it's... With Iwata, he came from a game developer's idea. He was a he was a game developer. So yeah, that's, no, I, that's, I get it, you know, uh, and and uh, but what, what? Yes, and and so with this with these new members leading it, they're more business. They're not game developers like Iwata was. So when you're thinking of business, you're gonna mm-hmm. be like, how do we continue to keep and build upon the uh, community and uh, consumers? Who consume our media? If they're saying yeah. this is what they want, we have to pay attention. How do we work it so that it's not cumbersome, that it's easier to do? And not only is it easier to do, if Microsoft could upgrade stuff and make things look nice, we need to be on that same level. R&D team, how can we get this across? Because don't forget, yes, we are talking from an American perspective, but this is worldwide. This is including Europe. This is including Japan. This is including everywhere that the Nintendo Switch is big. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And I think the, I think the way Nintendo sees themselves is mm-hmm. kind of like and they've they've done this since the we since the we honestly is i think they see them themselves as the apple of video games mm-hmm. right yeah and i think they want to continue that perspective and i think not from like a technological perspective or like a you know what i'm saying is like a prestige perspective where everything's always going to cost a little bit more that's why you never see their games drop in price, right? Yes. Breath of the Wild is still sixty dollars everywhere. Um, you know, I their accessories are always going to be sold at a premium. Uh, they're just they're they're trying to go for that premium device. I mean, what was the first thing everybody said about the Wii when it came out and it was white? You know, why are they copying Apple? Because everything Apple was doing was white. The Macs, the the laptops, the iPads, right? Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. everything was white. Maybe not the iPads. Maybe they weren't as prevalent then. But you know what I mean? Like everything Apple was doing was like was white, you know? And and um they wanted that sleek prestige look the way that Apple does. And yeah. You know, even though like the switch isn't, you know you know apple white or whatever like it's still like i think they still think that the oled is like a prestige device yeah get it feels like right after i i kind of would say after well gamecube was black there there was an era that purple dude come on oh they had a black one that's what i was thinking nope it's purple Um, i know okay yeah you're right people always be purple 
Purple, purple, purple. I was, I was, I think it's because I'm buying the black one. <laughs> I yeah. always do it, you know, because even like Sony, they went completely black with the PlayStation 2. And that's been their color for their systems. And I think when Nintendo, yes, they had, did have a black version with the Wii U. They had a black version with the Wii. And so they, a lot of people were kind of, thinking that black was the fitting system i think nintendo was trying to get away from the white but they couldn't you know because that's when they were in their uh well that's why the wii u was white also right mm -hmm. i mean they can't i mean they came out two versions of of that console believe it or not and one of them was white and i think the white console actually looks really good but it didn't come with anything like it came with eight gigs of storage internally (laughs) <laughs> exactly which uh, don't give me that's silly to laugh at but also the wii u the premium one also only came with 32 gigs of internal memory so whatever uh but i actually turned my wii u on the other day to to download the xenoblade chronicles x assets before that store closes because uh-huh. <laughs> uh so yeah i mean i think whatever's next they're gonna want to sell at a premium i think it's i think it's going to be a switch uh to um which you think is going to be a different design no i don't think it's going to be a different design at all i think it's going to be exactly the same uh the only thing i could say is that maybe they get rid of the joy cons to make it more distinctive because they got to do something to make it distinctive looking right on the package because yeah i mean look at i mean look at the confusion between the Wii and the Wii U look at all the confusion between all the different versions of 3DS and DS and you know 2DS and poop DS i don't know they there are so many different versions of DS that like it, you could break your brain thinking of all the DSs and 3DSs so they got to do something to differentiate itself like even naming it like the switch to, you know, would be enough to sell it, but also like they got to make it just slightly different. I don't know if it's bigger. I don't know if you take away the joy cons. I would like it to be bigger, a little bit bigger, honestly, like a, a a bigger screen and stuff, but, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you take away the joy cons. I don't know if you like slap a big old two on the back of the console. I don't know what you do, but like, theoretically it should probably be the same maybe they make the dock look different maybe that's the selling Mm -hmm. point like the differentiator is like hey this this dock is actually looks more like a home console and has processing power in it maybe that's how you differentiate it right the dock has processing power in it it's got a hard like a hard drive in it that you can store your games on that you can transfer to handheld mode when you leave right you know, you can still have an SD card in your cons in your handheld device, but yes, um, you know, maybe that's how you differentiate it, and in and that's you know, but I, maybe I, I think I, I think that's actually the 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 solve right there is that you know I it's not it's, a dock that you slide in. Maybe it's like a set top box that you slide the console in when you're done. Hmm. I I think they're going to have to change the name. I think Switch is done yeah. after after this at when their next gen comes out because I think they're going to have like you can still I th- use I think Switch they're going to accessories and games and stuff. Oh, go I ahead, th- Corey. Oh, 
there's two ways I look at this. One, the Switch name carries so much cachet mm-hmm. with consumers right now. <coughs> yeah. Sorry. I had a coughing spell. We're all good. Maybe. Um, but also, I think the leadership looks at what happened between the Wii and the Wii U. Mm-hmm. And they really don't want that to happen again. So maybe they change the name. Um, which is probably the smarter move. I don't know. I, I really don't know what you do, man. I, I I mean, that's why I'm sitting in an office in a house, right? Instead of in at Nintendo coming up with these ideas. But Well, yeah, and I think that's why when we mentioned earlier that they have these business minded uh business minded leadership in it where Iwata was game development, I think they're gonna be looking at different aspects. Okay, how does this work? How is it gonna become profitable? And how do we get the name marketing? Because that marketing they're definitely going to be looking at. How do we mark we just don't want to make this just a upgrade switch deluxe or switch two. We want it to be like we want it to be sleek, welcoming, appealing to the gamers and consumers, and also have an affordable price. We want to also make sure that third party is third parties and indies could bring their works over to our system or create new works on our system with ease and everything. It in if it if it doesn't make their games be like a high blown budget game and stuff. Where if they put it out and it don't sell, it's closing studios and stuff like that. We want to be make sure that we give them the tools that they can make a game that looks high budget, but they didn't spend a lot of money to make it look high budget. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, if we could, if we could make our third party companies uh, partners money, that's going to bring them in and stay in there and everything. Mm. Yeah, and you know, I mean, we still have successful third-party games. I mean, Fortnite is still mm-hmm. huge on the Switch, right? Like, yeah, especially with little kids, you know. I mean, because kids don't care about frame rates and graphics, and they they just want to play what their friends are playing, and they want to play with their friends, right? And right, I think a lot of these games are still like that. Um, but at the same time, I think you're going. I think to draw in bigger third parties, right? Like to get the Right, to get the dooms and the Wolfensteins and and stuff like that to continue to come over, which Microsoft seems pretty committed to doing, right? Still, I mean, yeah, I, I'm just saying that kind of caliber game. I think you're going to have to start looking at the power side of things. That, I mean, that's the thing keeping third parties away. And I know we already talked about this like three times on this episode, but the power and I know you're going to disagree and have something to say about it, but the power is why they are not getting third-party support. Now, there are teams that have dedicated Switch teams, right? Like the Sniper mm-hmm. Elite. Like I, I was watching. It was really it was really cool. I actually highly recommend going to Digital Foundry. Uh, I, I was watching something from them the other day on uh, Switch third-party... Uh, Poor, uh, I actually I think it was D- the the most recent episode of DF Weekly because they were talking mm-hmm. about if the Switch needs a new console or something and they 
also said 2025 probably seems likely. Uh, but also this was before this report. Um, but they were doing like tests on switch, switch ports, right? Like mortal shell just came to switch and it runs at like 700 P and 19 or 18 frames a second. But then you get something like snipe the sniper elite games, which that studio has a dedicated switch team because they, they have a team that is so dedicated to that console and they love yeah. the console where like they were getting sniper elite to run, you know, not at 60 frames a second, but they were getting it to run at like 900 P and like 40 to 50 frames a second on the switch on in docked mode. And then 720 P in handheld mode. Handheld. But like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, not every company is going to have that dedicated team. Uh, and it kind of it kind of sucks, you know, because I think that's what it's going to take to make these games run on this console. Um, and not to say that companies don't have the money to do it, because I think a company like EA definitely has money to do that. They just choose not but, to do it. Well, yeah, they choose not to do it because I think I think they think the return on investment is too low. Um. Which, you know, I don't know what that number looks like. If it's 500,000 units, if it's 2 million units, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's why we get the same version of FIFA on the console every year, right? It's because they don't think the return on investment is big. Even Which, though, like, the MPD FIFA is, like, literally in the top five every month on the Switch. Which I, which I think that's why... It hurt more that Bethesda got taken away from Nintendo, but even though it's still okay because of Microsoft and Nintendo having that relationship, and you know, even with the this called the ten year Call of Duty thing of it, if they ever get Activision, Nintendo is cool with that from our eyes, from from watching it and stuff. And I think with EA, a lot of people like. A lot of people probably feel like, why do we need EA or Nintendo when Need for Speed Unbound went unnoticed? Okay, yeah, Apex Legend. Need for Speed Invest- Unbound sold a ton of copies, dude. Even though it sold a ton of copies, it went unnoticed. I don't think so. A lot of podcasts I listen to were talking about it. It, it, dude, when that game came out, I, sometimes, I know we sometimes have, you say things and I'm like, where do you get this information? So, because you, so you just, I think, I think we, we view sometimes stuff differently because I was, I was, I maybe because, and I do follow people who are big on PlayStation and, and Xbox, but Need for Speed Unbound was a trending. No one was talking about the review scores. I have been asking people, I'm like, did you pick up Need for Speed Unbound? They said no. Like, it literally went unnoticed from my side, from, from seeing it. So, if, in you know, even with Madden, having all of the problems oh, that Madden they had, <laughs> even with all the problems that they had, no one on Nintendo is asking for Madden. Until they get their own to the, whatever version they they got, that they, they get fixed. You know, of course, Apex is gonna run better on a different system. But hey, they you know we got Apex and we got Knockout City. Okay, that is the start. And uh, the the uh, it takes two, but we got that late and um and unravel. We got that late. Um, 
a lot of people are not looking forward to any of EA games and stuff. Uh, and even if we are looking for it, what's the one game that everybody's looking for on EA? It's not Battlefield anymore because they messed Battlefield Five up. It's going to be it's Star Wars. It's the new Star Wars games that's coming out. Uh, that they're that they're looking for. So you know they they from uh respawn with the failure of Titanfall Two, but yet the success of um. Apex Legend and that that the Star Wars uh Fallen um Fallen game. Why about to say Fallen Soldier? Fallen Order? Fallen Order. Those two are successful games for EA. And mm-hmm. look how big EA really got invested to that. Even with Star Wars Battlefield 2 failed. Even with Oh, it didn't fail. It sold like 30 million units, but I mean, I even if it's mean. a yeah, I, I think PR nightmare. <laughs> I think the thing about it is just like even though you sell, you might sell stuff. Even the, the that Star Wars squadron went unnoticed. Um, and I don't know how well that did and stuff. It feels like EA talks a big game on the other consoles, but when they stuff be feels unnoticed and not really talked about, what is Nintendo missing? Because if if more people are I mean, talking, Nintendo's, mi- Nintendo's missing Mass Effect. They're missing Need for Speed. They're missing Dead Space. So, they're missing funny thing, sports games. Funny thing, but f- what? Oh, funny thing about Mass Effect. That Mass Effect trilogy, the Legendary co- Collection. Yes, it did good for probably a month and a half, and it disappeared from everybody's mouth what after it came about? out. What are you talking about? People, people are still people, talking about that game. I'm, I'm talking about the Legacy Collection. I mean, people are talking about Mass Effect as a series. I know, but no, when they're still get, talking about how good that is and how it's probably going to tie into the new one. I, I, I highly doubt it. it. It may be the Mass Effect community that might be talking about it, but when after that game came out, Dude, five, 12th, it was the twelfth best-selling game the year it came out. That, do, that don't mean that don't mean anything if no one is talking about emissioning that game. I, I don't know what kind of Hello Kitty shows you're listening to. But people are still talking <laughs> Wait, about. Why, why do you go to Hello Kitty? <laughs> I don't know because it's childlike and you're a giant child but, and but but, but Corey, claim people aren't talking about these games when they are but Corey, who's been talking about mass effect legendary collection oh my Compared gosh have, to... you, have you ever listened to stoy and Laurent talk at all first of all every well, other word out of their mouth effect. is mass effect they're they're mass effect fans i don't but, i don't care in, but but it, in it, general it, but in general I listened How? to two two podcasts last week that brought up Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Two really when, big podcasts. And when was the last time before you heard them? Anyone Dude, I hear the word it? I hear the word Mass Effect at least once every couple weeks. But I'm talking about the Mass Effect Legendary Collection. That's I'm talking, I'm talking about, about that that's all anybody's talking about right now, unless they're making fun of Andromeda. Right? I haven't heard anything. Oh my gosh, Ed. Anyways. Mass Effect 3 on Wii U is pretty good. Um, that is true. Uh, anyways, what were we talking about? Oh, third-party stuff. So, yeah. I don't know. 
I'm changing. And, I'm changing the subject because every time can, we talk about I, third party stuff on, on Nintendo I, consoles, I have a. Hold on. Can I say that because I think we're in different circles when we talk about third party? I, that's what I'm saying. I think I don't see the stuff that you're seeing when it comes to third. When it comes to third party and stuff. So my in my mind, in my opinion, is formed on that. It's because you are seeing maybe you are seeing stuff that I'm not seeing. So we're seeing two different things. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why I feel like with EA and Activision and, and all of that. If if I'm not seeing a lot of chatter or I'm not hearing a lot of chatter on different podcasts, I feel like Nintendo doesn't have to worry because if those games that came out from those companies are not being talked about consistently like throughout the whole year but the stuff on nintendo switch is being talked about consistently and showcased and everything that's where i'm looking at at that way shoot hey if people are still talking about sales to date the mass effect legendary edition sold 10.2 million units great that 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 is that is literally great Great. I'm I'm just giving you updated statistics. But I'm but I'm just saying after five weeks of that game coming out, nobody was talking about it. People, I I, we, I, I highly think, disagree with you. I think we. I think I'm I'm trying to say is that I think with the way that people move from game to game and everything, I think when it comes to third party, I think a lot of people move from game to game and third party. Well, and... also, also like when you look at something like Mass Effect, like even though that game was long at the time, like mm-hmm. that all three of those games are shorter than the average RPG that comes out today, right? Like you could, yes. you could play, you could that first game, you could blow through that first game in about ten hours. That's if you I, don't. I mean, <laughs> if you do, if you do everything, it's like thirty. But like, yeah, those those games the, aren't make long. It, those games are not long, right? So, especially when you get to two and three, like they're just straight up action games at that point. Like I don't care I, what anybody I says. Two and, two and three are not RPGs. Like they they are in the sense of like let's make a choice and you know oh there's some Leveling upgrades up. here and there, but like yeah, those those are third person shooters, right? And so the RPG like, elements two, two and three two and three are so good, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm not Mass Effect Two. Mass Two is like the top tier, top tier, yeah. top tier. And and I think I'm, I'm and I'm not trying to knock Mass Effect. I'm just saying that the talk of that game has kind of like after the five weeks after it came out, okay. people moved on quick. I disagree saying. with you, but I'm not having any more of this conversation. We're moving on. Um, but I I actually. Whatever Nintendo's next console, I think it would be really smart for them to incorporate, like the Switch Pro controllers. Mm-hmm. Like if those don't work with the next console, now granted they could sell their own controllers for those consoles, right? Yeah, I th- because I think there, I think there are issues with the Switch Pro controller. It is not my favorite controller out right now. I actually think the Xbox controller is vastly superior in a lot of different ways, um, but. The Switch Pro control, like the next controller, needs to have a headphone jack. It needs to have a headphone jack, right? And what was the other thing that it's missing that every other controller has? Um, I forget what it doesn't have. Um, oh, it needs to be able to be shareable to like Instagram and platforms that people use. 
uh, which I guess isn't really a controller function, but um, what was the other thing, Ed? I don't know. Um, but it definitely needs a headphone jack. Um, oh, it it definitely I mean, needs you to. It needs it needs a Xbox Live Party system thing. The console does, right? It, mm-hmm. it the console needs the party system built in. But that that's more of functionality than the what should be on the controller. I know, itself. I know, but I I was looking at the controller, thinking it needed something, and it the the headphone jack and the party system thing kind of go together. But mm-hmm. I still think I still think it needs a headphone jack in the controller. Like, well, I can understand it. Yeah, you know, because like uh, I play I play my Xbox with my headphones on all the time, right? Because. Mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to wake up, my wife to wake up. Sometimes there's cursing in video games. Oh no, um, that I don't want my kids here repeated. Even though, like when I'm scrolling through Instagram while they're watching movies, sometimes there's <laughs> videos that just yell obscenities. Um, but I don't know. I I hope the next console is just like. I hope the Switch is a proof of concept of whatever their next console is, and it's vastly more powerful and has an online a serviceable online connection right that's that's all i want okay that's all i want also restructure your store guys come on i'm tired of scrolling through these squares it's true microsoft doing the same thing too no microsoft store is super clean microsoft has the best store out of the big three that's my argument Just saying. I don't know, but I think Sony's has the worst. Oh, if Sony, dude, Sony's store. Right, Sony's is don't, a mess. Don't get me, don't get me started on PlayStation. I don't, man. I don't. So, side tangent. I don't regret getting a PlayStation Five, mm-hmm. but I also kind of regret getting a PlayStation Five. <laughs> it's just. I don't know, man. I was really excited for to play God of War, and it, and it's like really boring. And Horizon is awesome, but I I I want to like play it on a really big, huge 4K TV, mm-hmm. and I have it in my office on my old TV because I'm, you know, of all like the things I would like to do for Boss Rush stuff to record things, and so like it's stuck on this 1080p TV. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say about the PlayStation Five except that I'm just like I really hope some. Uh, I really hope Final Fantasy Sixteen pans out this year because uh, I don't know. Anyways, that was my rant about my regretful purchase. I think we're gonna leave it there, Corey. No. Yes. Okay. Uh, Mostly because I'm coughing and I feel like I'm dying. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, but everybody, that's going to be it for Expansion Pass. Um, like Corey's explained, the new format. So uh, you got you guys could check that out. Um, I, I feel like this is a this is a great discussion. Um, you know, with Nintendo up in their uh, product line. 
um it being the best console setting in 2022 we'll see how 2023 plans out because right now at the time of this recording i think fire emblem engage is going to do a million plus um i don't know that doesn't include digital sales or anything but a lot of people have definitely been enjoying it the I people know, some I, of the people i'm staring at it right now and i really want to play it I just do. I just up, did my update, and I have, and I need to start it. Uh, but a lot of people did you get your are tarot definitely. Cards? Uh, did you get no. tarot cards with yours? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, I did. Uh, were they in the Were they in the cartridge box? No, they were a GameStop pre order bonus. <laughs> yeah, see, I did mine's Best Buy online, so I didn't was- get it. It was funny, the girl at the cash register, she's like, do you want your tarot cards? I'm like, um, yeah. <laughs> and she just kind of looked at me, because, like, when I go into GameStop, n- the way I dress when I go out is not exactly, like, the type of people that go into GameStop, right? I, mm-hmm. like, I had, I had like, my hat on backwards, which is, like, usually has some kind of local sports team on it. And I had my hoodie on and my bath. I like. I look like I just either. Well, I don't look like I just went to the gym, but I look like I like don't play video games. Like I look like a person that doesn't play video games stereotypically. So mm-hmm. like when they look at me, they like think I'm weird. And then I'm like, I'm just comfortable, guys. Just I just want to go home and play video games. Just give me my game. So they always make me feel uncomfortable. Although she had an she had an Overwatch League uh hoodie on. It was cool. I um I ordered the One Piece Odyssey uh game that just came out for Series X. Mm-hmm. Uh so well so I was able to pick up the game because the game was already out, but it comes with a keychain. Dude, why did they have the game come out? The game was already out, but the keychain, if I wanted to get it, I would have to drive back to Best Buy and get it on the twenty fifth. So I just like Best Buy. I had that mugs uh ship it to me because I'm like, I should have it Saturday. Mm. I'm like, y'all better ship this thing to me. I'm not about Mm. to come up here to buy a to get a keychain. No. If you didn't have it at the time when I brought the game, hey, y'all need to just uh ship it to me. But everybody, that's gonna be it for Nintendo Expansion Pass. We will see you next time for another great discussion. With that, everybody, see you later. Bye. Bye. Nintendo Expansion Pass is part of Nintendo Power Block and is a product of Boss Rush Media LLC. The show is recorded from our headquarters in Akron, Ohio, and is hosted by me, Edward Varnell. My co-host is Corey Deary. You can find Corey at IamCoreyNHD on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting the Boss Rush Podcast and Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast. Follow Expression Pass as part of Nintendo Powerblock and on all social media platforms at Powerblock Podcast. You can also follow Boss Rush Media and Boss Rush Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Boss Rush Network Discord and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.